are listening to The Cooler Ring, a podcast made for manufacturing marketers. Here are Carmen Perry and Jeff White. Welcome to The Cooler Ring, a podcast for manufacturing marketers brought to you by Cooler Partners. My name is Jeff White. Joining me today is Carmen Perry. Carmen, how are you doing, sir? I am doing well, sir. And you, I mean, look, how could we not be doing well? I think today, uh, today's episode is just going to be a lot of fun and uh, really interesting for our listeners. So... Yeah, uh, I, I just love when we get to uh, have this kind of a conversation and bring this kind yeah. of... Yeah, no, I think it's uh, going to be fascinating to bring it to life. Let's, uh, well, without further ado, I suppose. Absolutely. So joining us today is Sangram Vajre, and Sangram is the co-founder of Terminus, the Flip My Funnel podcast host, and uh, the founder and, and kind of creator of, of account-based marketing. Yeah, welcome to the show. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a the, the, that's a high praise. So thank you so much for having me, folks. Yeah, it's wonderful to have you, Sangram. It's um, um, yeah. I mean, uh, it, it's uh, it's almost uh, a challenge to know where to begin. To be honest, so I, I know that many of our listeners are, are familiar with account based marketing. They they at least have a. Uh, um, uh, a high-level understanding of what we mean, but uh, of course, some won't. So maybe why don't we start with just a bit of introduction into uh, ABM and uh, and kind of how this has evolved for you and Terminus uh, since uh, it all got underway what three or four years ago. Yeah, sure thing. Um, so for those of you uh, may not know my journey up to even starting Terminus, this might be helpful. Uh, which is that I ran marketing at Pardot, uh, which then got acquired by Exact Target, and a few short months later, Salesforce acquired Exact Target for about two point five billion dollars. So it was one of the largest acquisitions, and I went from a hundred people company to this iconic brand, um, Salesforce, and spent about a couple of years there before starting Terminus. And I share that because I feel like the roots of ABM were pretty much entrenched into me even before uh, we started thinking about doing anything with Terminus and, and getting the company going. Uh, and if you just go back to the memory lane, like 2000 was an amazing email marketing year. Most people who want to date themselves will, like me, would know that, wow, email marketing had 80, 90% open rate at that time. And that was some, some fascinating times. Uh, fast forward five more years, marketing automation came about in 2005 with companies like Pardot and Marketo and Exact, uh, exact Target a little bit, um, Eloqua and all of these companies. And at that time, people said, hey, we can nurture leads. We can capture leads. So why not create tons of them? So we created tons of leads. And uh, the reality is marketing still became uh, just a top of the funnel lead generator and Sales said, we don't like your leads. Uh, we think they're a bunch of crap uh, because they're, they don't even know who we are. They're, they just download an ebook and you're calling them a lead. They're, they're actually not a lead. They're just somebody who downloaded something. So 2010, Predictive came about and said, we're going to solve that problem. We're going we're gonna to try to identify and predict which leads uh, sales should focus on. And, and if you fast forward that now five more years in 2015, when Terminus was founded, when we wrote the very first book on account-based marketing, it was with the notion that all of these things, the email, the marketing automation, the predictive, all of these are tools and technology uh, solutions. They were, they were, none of them were strategy. And, and I think that is one of the reasons why ABM has, has gotten such a big uh, boost is because account-based marketing is a strategy. So for those who don't know what that is, it's literally 
if you are in B2B, you should be targeting and getting in front of the companies that you can serve the best. That is what account-based marketing is. And the reality is most companies who do big deals or agencies that have 10, 20, 30 clients or 80% of your business is coming from 20% of your customers. If you're, do, if you're any part of these businesses, then you already know and are probably doing account-based marketing, which is serving literally a very finite select list of companies and customers. And you are the best company that they can work with. You want to work with just those companies and you're amazingly successful. And that is one of the reasons why I think account-based marketing became uh, such a big deal in the early 2015, 2016 timeframe. You know, it's interesting because, yes, it's become a big deal, but it seems like it's really almost now just reaching a point of, uh, you know, penetration where, and adoption. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess um, you all have to be pretty bullish over there at Terminus, I would have to think. Well, you know, that, that that's a great point. And I think which is which led led us to write the the second book, um, which, which got launched uh, in September this year and we called it again uh, as abm is b2b um it's funny just a quick sidebar there my publisher was like are you sure you want to write a book that has two acronyms and three words with one word is is in that and i'm like yep this is this is not for everybody this is not supposed to or try to be even be a wall street journal or new york bestseller this is for b2b companies very specific uh, that we want to go after and this is like our business card in many ways to to drive business and conversation. So really interesting how how ABM can play not just in display advertising or direct mail, but even books or events like anything that brings gets you in front of the right people in the right way is to me account based marketing. But to to answer your broader question, you're right. I think the genesis of all of this for me was that this is just a better mousetrap in about 2015 2016 when we wrote the book, but in the last uh, for years, we have seen that it has gone through, and, and there are like stories of six companies that, that I've wrote in the book, where these companies, and some of them, for example, Snowflake, they are actually doing pipeline velocity campaign, which means if if your deal is stuck in pipeline, then that's when they actually activate a much more strategic, high-touch campaign around that account, because they know at this point, this account has raised their hand. They're going to buy from you or your competitor. This is the time to really get in. So marketing really got full and fully involved as soon as something hit a pipeline that was one of your target list of accounts. Very different ballgame from uh, maybe marketing automation days and plays. And then even more interestingly was Thomson Reuters, who is a very well-known company. I even got the legal department to approve and sign off on this. They focused on uh, ABM for upsell campaigns, their expansion campaign. And their win rate was 95%. I'm like, nobody's going to believe me when I say that. So I got their literally legal team to approve on this when we wrote in the book. And that was all because they were so crystal clear about the target accounts that they wanted to upsell to because they already were customers. And, and they already had a very clear message for the product and services they wanted to upsell them, which I would call it almost observing in many ways. So I think you're right. I mean, the reason it became even a bigger deal is because everything else was about top of the funnel acquisition, whereas ABM, because it is a strategy, became more part of your B2B growth strategy across acquisition, across pipeline velocity, across expansion. That just means that you as a marketer or a salesperson are now involved 
across the entire funnel if that's something that that you're interested in yeah you know it um it's interesting to me that uh, one of the things that listeners of this podcast have heard me ramble on about enough is that um, just that the funnel is completely flawed. The notion of a funnel for a business that has a small total addressable market to even think about your marketing and sales apparatus through that lens leads you down the road of so many bad decisions. Um, and as you're, you know, in some ways playing that back to me just now, and we're talking about the different opportunities for marketing to marketing to make a real bottom line impact in very significant areas of enterprise. Um, it, it all seems. Um, well, uh, one, a little too good to be true. But the other, uh, it seems like it should be a pretty easy sell. So, Sangram, I guess what do you think is standing in the way of um, really mass adoption of ABM? Do you feel like we're on the cusp of that? Um, or, or what's kind of holding it back? That's a that's a great question, Jeff. Um, I, I think... You know, now, just to be clear, Jeff has lots of great questions, but that was Carmen. And if I'm gonna, if, and if I'm gonna get a great question, I just want to have credit. You want to own it, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. yeah. No, fair enough. <laughs> you want to own it. All right, Carmen. Because this is what happens when you can't see the people um, on the other side. Uh, that's all good. But that's a great question because, uh, quite honestly, it feels like for us, the last four years we've been waiting for, and it felt like we're waiting at the at the start of the line, running as hard as possible, but we are kind of in our own like starting zone and we haven't really um, got to the, definitely not to the finish line, but not even got into the relay match yet. And what's interesting is right now, one of the reasons why it is still, I would say in the 5% or 10% of the companies are doing this, uh, it, it's, it's still not at the cusp of, um, I, I would say, unfortunately, it's still not at a full-fledged adoption is primarily for two main reasons, at least from my point of view, and as we as a company look at it. Number one, this requires, this is, we're talking about real business transformation, which means the metrics that matter to you may not work anymore. I'll give you a quick example on that. For example, Pramada, another story in the book that we wrote about was their traffic when they started doing account-based marketing dropped by 70%. Think about that for a second. If you are a company that where traffic drops by 70%, you're going to say, hey, marketing, you, you don't know what you're doing, right? Yeah, somebody gets fired off. Somebody gets fired for that, right? But Jeremy at this company, they got promoted uh, because what they did was over the two-year period, they essentially identified the target list of accounts. Their company doesn't need thousands of leads they just need they, they literally had 100 or 200 companies they wanted to target because they're closing million dollar deals and the way their business model works these are very sticky long-term five-year 10-year old 10-year uh, uh, deals so in in many ways they don't really have any churn or retention issues so they literally took away all marketing programs and solidified just to these 100 or 200 accounts that they wanted to get in front of as a result of that, they didn't need all the tools. So their cost of acquisition dropped by 60%. And they were the, the, the traffic that was coming to their website was only coming from these 100 or 200 companies, not from any and everybody. So yes, the traffic dropped, but the pipeline and revenue actually went on because they were creating personalized experiences and programs and truly doing account-based marketing to the T. So I think in many ways, the number one reason I feel 
this hasn't moved is because a lot of it is driven by marketers and right now it is that just means business transformation that means you have to educate your cro and ceo you have to build trust with your investors to say hey look we're not going to look at the volume we're going to look at quality and quite frankly most marketers don't have the trust or the credibility to say we're going to shift completely and try this new thing so i think that's one the other reason i feel is that this is literally because it's literally in the other side of the coin because this is a business transformation it really needs to start with your ceo to say that hey i'm going to measure marketing differently i'm not going to measure based on leads and spreadsheets that my ceo my, my cfo and everybody puts together we're going to look at tiers of accounts. We're going to look at uh, the best fit accounts. We're going to go after the right account, the target list or the industry. That just means the CEO has to really get recalibrated on how they're going to measure success for their business and almost give marketing and sales the same number, not two different goals. And so all of this leads to a really big challenge. So I think in the next five years, Laura Mose, who's the, the research analyst of Forrester, who has read the book and also has shared that by 2025, they expect that ABM won't even be a thing. It will be just better marketing and sales. And, and we agree because ultimately, if the metrics are the business outcome oriented metrics, which are not in majority of the marketing organizations out there, then we, we don't need this traffic to the website as a report in the board deck. We really need a, how much pipeline are we creating? Which tiers are we engaging with? What's wrong with this particular section of the tier account that are not, we're not getting engagement? What can we do differently? And that's a completely different ball game. So I feel like those marketers are getting groomed right now and CEOs and investors are getting educated. So it's going to take it, we believe, another two, three years until this becomes like the norm of doing everything. Man, I love the optimism, Sandra. I'll say it because I mean, well, I, I mean, we know I mean, um, manufacturing marketers that we talk to every day um, uh, vary greatly in their knowledge of even you know some digital uh, best digital practices. That, yeah, yeah, that have been around yeah, for twenty yeah. years. You know, um, uh, and, and I know some of them will be listening to this thinking. Man, this seems like another big hill that I need to climb, and I don't know how to get there. Right? Yeah, you know, and one of the things, you know, I'm glad you said that as well because my best advice to anybody who's like, "Well, this sounds too good to be true." Love the idea of 95% win rate, but they're Thomson Reuters. Love that Snowflake is doing this one-to-one campaigns and they're seeing success, but that's a tech company. But here, and there are other manufacturing and all lots of other examples in healthcare and all these industries that we might consider not moving as fast as possible. But here, here is something that I've seen work almost every single time when I ask somebody, how did you find the first set of success in your organization to transform? Nobody ever came back to me and said, hey, look, we went and told everybody we we're going to do account-based marketing and transform. Nobody, everybody failed. Whoever did that failed because that is too, too big of a hill to, to charge, as you said, and too big of a change for an organization to adapt. But everyone... Everyone who went and said, hey, I went and found Sally and Joe on my sales team who I'm buddies with. I go to drinks with them. I hang out with them. I go to a game with them. I literally went and asked them, hey, tell me the top 10 accounts that you're focused on for this month or this quarter that you need help with closing. They absolutely would know what those 10 accounts are. They won't even blink their eyes. And when you have those 10 accounts as a marketer, go and do whatever you can. Let, let's say they're in Boston. Do an event in Boston just for those three events, like a dinner or something like that. Nothing crazy. 
or let's say they're in all financial, uh, you know, financial services industry that you're targeting to, just create an existing white paper and rebrand it for financial services or manufacturing industry with the right stats around that industry so it looks like it's personalized. Maybe create a microsite for that particular industry or vertical or that persona that you're going after. I, I tell you, everyone who actually took the time to get two or one or two salespeople on board and focused for that month or that quarter on their deals were able to see success for them. And as soon as those Sally and Joe saw success, guess what they did? They told everybody in their organization, right? They told the CRO and then the CEO will come down to the marketing team. Hey, why are you not doing this for my entire sales organization? That's a great problem to have. You know, nothing you said there had anything to do, frankly, with account-based advertising, um, uh, which I kind of love because, of course, that's the... The secret sauce on top of all this with Terminus is that it's not just about having an event, but it's about getting in front of the right people at the right time and being able to target them in an incredibly efficient way. Um, but the strategy goes beyond that, of course. Absolutely. Uh, Sangram, I wonder if you... I mean, there's been a lot of um, uh, evolution. I mean, you're, you're looking at... Uh, well, now the Terminus platform incorporates intent data and things of that sort. So it's not just about getting in front of the right people, but it's also about getting in front of the right people at the right time. It's a fast-moving space. Um, we're still in the early days of adoption of ABM. But as you look ahead, I mean, here we are staring down the barrel of 2020. Um, this path from 2020 to 2025 when... Uh, uh, the folks at Forrester are suggesting it won't even be a thing anymore. It's just going to be the better way to do it. Um, what what are you excited about? What's in the middle of that? What um, what's next for ABM? Yeah, that's uh, that that again an, another uh, interesting thought uh, that we thought experiment that we obviously pontificate every every day at, at Terminus. Uh, because sometimes it might feel, especially for us, to be so far ahead that we forget where people are. So to set the stage, I still, we, we really truly do believe that we're just in the early innings of this. So it's like five to 10% of the market. The early adopters are in the game and are checking out and, and scouting everything that's going on and will essentially drive the mass market in the next few years. Um, I, I think there are probably two or three areas that are really interesting. One, we, we think that this idea of fit, intent, and engagement is pretty solid, which means find the right list of target accounts. So that's your, you know, you find find the right fit. You just figure out, oh, do you know your target account list? You'll be surprised. Anywhere I go, I, one of the, the things I do from, from the event stage is like, uh, raise your hand if you know your total addressable market, exactly the number of companies you should be closing or selling to that you can serve. And in a room of thousand people, there are like five people who would raise their hand. And I think that's because all of them are from the same team or like it's a peer pressure. So a lot of times people don't even know the exact number of list of accounts they need to go after. I think that is something that they can literally take away from this, ask themselves and go back to the team and ask like, hey, sales or marketing or CEO, do we know exactly, not, not billion dollar um, you know, market size, no, no, exactly the number of companies you need to sell that you can sell, you can serve this year or this month, like, you know, start focusing on that level of, of preciseness. And I feel like that's that's a big challenge. So I feel like getting above the noise to figure out what who want, who you want to go after is a big challenge right now across industry. 
Uh, and I think if people can figure that out, the fit part, then then figure out the intent, which is, as you said, through intent data and stuff is like, all right, now that I know, let me closely watch any and everything that happens with these accounts that I care to close this month or this quarter or this year. And then engagement is really where you pull the real data from all these engagement metrics where I, I don't. I imagine a day where marketing and sales are actually looking into the same dashboard and not walking into a room with two different spreadsheets or two different dashboards saying, we don't know whose numbers are correct. I really feel like that's where the world is going. That's where I think Terminus wants to go is to unify that that one view for marketing and sales because quite honestly, it, I wrote it in the first page of the book. I believe that marketing's job is defined by sales which means we need to drive incremental or exponent, exponential sales. So in that case, if we don't have the same view, the same dashboard, the same pain that sales might feel at any given time, then, then we're missing the point of this whole thing. So I, I feel like that's the direction in the next five years we need to take, maybe through spreadsheets or stuff, but we need to get to one view. Are your digital marketing efforts bringing in too many junk leads? Stop wasting time and distracting your sales team. Account-based marketing can help give your marketing strategy the laser focus on qualified buyers that you need to increase your pipeline velocity, close more deals, and grow your business faster. We've created a sample manufacturing ABM plan to help you get started. Download the sample manufacturing ABM plan at bit.ly slash sample ABM. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash sample abm i always laugh when everybody loves to pontificate about seamless customer experiences and then they draw a hard line between marketing and sales in their organization and wonder why that seamless experience isn't delivered so true the the outside customer uh, and you shared a little bit about your experience with terminus i think they don't care who they're talking to they look at that as terminus so if they had a bad experience with marketing no matter how great your sales team is they're going to feel like that's how the sales team is and that's how the entire company is so you're absolutely every single touch point is i think jay bear said it in one of the flip my funnel podcast when i did with him probably a year ago and i still remember it which means it was very powerful for me at least which is that every touch every touch that you have with your customer or future customer either you're building your brand or crushing it and or killing it in other words so are you building with those cold emails or ads or direct mail? You, either you're building it or you're just killing it. And we just have to choose. Some One of those two things are happening in every single touch point. Yeah, it's like you're either putting money in the piggy bank or taking it out. It's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, interesting. Well, Sam, it's been uh, lovely to, uh, to kind of, uh, I guess, get this kind of broad overview from you about kind of ABM, where it's going, and... Um, and I just, uh, I, I just can't help but share the excitement that we're kind of in those early innings, like you say. And I think yeah. a lot of marketers listening to the podcast, I mean, um, this is a real opportunity to for people to to really move the yardsticks significantly down the field. You know, staring down the barrel of twenty twenty, and looking at a lot of samesies in your marketing plan. And uh, to me, um, you know, this is a a, a pivot that's open probably to almost everybody listening to to the program. So I, I really thank you for sharing it with us today. Absolutely, I, I loved it. This conversation I can have it all day long um, because this is this is a pain point that I had um, as a marketer for many years, and through through 
personal therapy or so. I think I've come on the other side of it. So I'm happy to share that. And hopefully someone can take this and, and try to answer even the one, the first question of the, of the day, which is, do you even know and does your company know how many accounts you need to target? What is your total addressable market? And I feel like it is it is a very simple question, but extremely hard to answer. I know we've certainly had that question with a number of prospects and guests we've had on the podcast. There's very few that can answer it with any degree of certainty. Yeah, I was interviewed on the Digital Marketing Scoop podcast a week or two ago um, out of uh, Cork, Ireland. And they were asking me about account-based marketing and kind of where does it all start. And, and uh, uh, without... Uh, knowing I was singing from the same song sheet as you, Sangram. I, that's what I said. I mean, I just, like, well, it starts with actually knowing. Do you have the list? Can you answer the question? And almost everybody I, I speak to cannot. I mean, from um, a billion-dollar manufacturers through to uh, the young freelancer who's knocking on the agency door wanting a little bit of business advice. Um, it, you know, neither of them know who they want to speak to, who they actually want to market to, and it all starts there. Absolutely. I'm with you. There are some bright lights, though. I mean, we've certainly spoken with a number of, especially more startup manufacturers who seem to really have a good sense of exactly who they're, who they, who can buy their product and who they're trying to sell to, either through Kickstarter type journey or, or something else. I mean, it is an interesting, um, an interesting space in manufacturing. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, I think um, uh, they've had to maybe put that more more of that work into it because as they're building a new, you know, they're building a new product from scratch, they yeah. have to be thinking more about who it's for. Whereas I think maybe marketers and more established manufacturing enterprises, you know, maybe they they find themselves like that, you know, they they they're they're entering the program already in progress. Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, interesting. Well, look, um, Sangram, uh, it's been great having you on the show. Thanks so much for joining The Cooler Ring today. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to The Cooler Ring with Carmen Perry and Jeff White. Don't miss a single manufacturing marketing insight. Subscribe now at coolapartners.com slash the cooler ring. That's K-U-L-A partners.com slash the cooler ring.